0: Hey, photographers, welcome to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm here to help you build a sustainable photography business. That means improving your photo skills, building on your business knowledge, and honing your marketing abilities, but it also means helping you work more efficiently so you don't get burnt out in the long run. We do try to bring this show to you commercial-free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, photographersedit.com, and Milu, miil Photographer's Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing. Again, photographersedit.com and milu.com. All right, let's get into today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for another Boca Podcast episode, and I'm here with, I sh- oh, I say I'm here I- too bad. We're not having this conversation in person. Alyssa keys. Um, Alyssa's here with me. We're connecting over zoom hashtag Corona. And, um, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about how to create a comfortable client experience today, but thanks for hanging out with me, Alyssa.
1: Absolutely. I'm so, so, so excited to be here.
0: <laughs> and can we, can we break the fourth wall and tell them what we just did before I hit the record button?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> we just, we
0: just, uh, shared a, in a virtual, well, actual shot virtually uh, of Virtual. tequila here before we hit the record button. So um, this is going to be an extra special episode, I think.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was definitely first
0: for me, but I think that's a lot of fun. and It feels and,
1: very fitting. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: we're going to actually, there's yeah. a lot to get into today. But before we get into this, this topic about creating a comfortable client experience, because your perspective is interesting. And by the way, your images scream Comfortability. I mean, when if, if you're in fact, for everybody listening in, if you go to Instagram, um, Alyssa Keys Photo, so A L Y S S A K E Y S Photo, and we'll link to it in the show notes at boca podcast.com for uh, anybody who needs that easy link. But you can go to Alyssa Keys Photo on Instagram. You can also go to Alyssa Keys Photography.com. And you can see Alyssa's work. And uh, yeah, right off the bat, Alyssa, I have to I have to compliment you because your work is just lovely. It's it's got this very Aww, thank you. warm, inviting vibe to it. But it's not surprising to me that a focus, a significant focus of, of yours as a photographer is comfortability of your clients mm-hmm. and it shows in your images. So um, I'll say that right off the bat. Make sure anybody who's listening in, make sure you go check out Alyssa, follow her on her Instagram. Um, it will be a treat for sure. But let me jump Um, back to the questions. Um, Alyssa, I want to start with something that we normally do here at the podcast, which has to do with Mm -hmm. brand position. And I'm curious what your business's brand position or your unique value proposition is there in your market in California?
1: Absolutely. Thank you. I think that my unique brand position is that I'm offering dynamic, beautifully crafted images that show who you truly are. I feel like that the the connection between love of yourself with your clients or with your with your business is is amazing. So I yeah, I feel like that is my brand position. <laughs>
0: That's your focus. Yeah. Well and and yes. I mean you could say you could say something like California's most comfortable wedding wedding photographer, portrait Ooh, photographer, like just <laughs> photographer. I mean that that might just sum it up altogether. Uh, again, as I'm I'm on the homepage of your site, you, you actually yes. say there on your website, I'm a Northern California wedding photographer documenting real moments with beauty and grace and then if i scroll down Mm -hmm. just a little bit more um you say i'm a photographer a storyteller and wild soul with an eye for magic and admiration for capturing love stories you're based in nevada city uh california or that area and and you'll travel anywhere for love um Mm -hmm. i I think you're just kind of one of the are (laughs) are, are you romantic by any chance
1: oh my gosh so much like just
0: soaking up all the feels from everywhere
1: i so many fields it's, it's it's a it's a mountain of fields all the time and I <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes I yeah I'm I'm I get really excited about love I always have like just kind of seeing two faces like looking at each other there's such a magical little spark yeah and so I I, I feel like it's it's never faded I'm just so like enlivened by it and mm. and I've always always been very interested in and excited about learning about relationships and, and learning about my own relationships and learning about my relationship with myself. So I love, love all of it.
0: <laughs> well, you mentioned to me before we started recording that you've been mm-hmm. shooting for eight years, and after eight years of photography to still have that excitement um, says something, you know. Because it's one thing to for there to be an initial excitement about whatever business opportunity we see or some hobby that we want to take up or some so-called passion that we want to follow, it's another thing to actually Mm -hmm. follow through, do it for a long time and still have that kind of excitement for it. Why do you think that is that you've been able to maintain that?
1: I feel like because it's, it's shifted so many times and I've also, I guess in the last like five years, I've really like put my, my heart and soul into the business and I started shooting weddings about five years ago and just, just keeping myself excited, keep my keeping the creativity alive. I first kind of started shooting um, events and um, music festivals and um, Burning Man and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Wow. And um, and then kind of shifted into I was like, okay, I really want to like do this more professionally and you know, of course, make make more money and you know, feel like I'm doing something bigger. And so I got into the weddings and. And that like totally blew me wide open. I was like, I love this. I was like crying. I still cried all the way. I just loved all <laughs> the little moments and everything. It's just I'm a little feeler. So um, yeah, I feel like it's just, it just keeps getting more exciting for me as mm. I become more professional because I feel like for, for a lot of people, they're a business person. And then they're like, oh, let me be a photographer. And I feel like I, am an, I was an artist first. And then I was like, oh, business. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so like getting... And over the last couple of years, especially the last like five years or so, I've really gotten that part dialed. And that feels really solid and good because there's there's still that love affair that I have for for the art of photography. But it comes it's 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 all mixed together now that I like have it as I get to do it for a job. I'm like, oh, my God, every day I'm like, yes. And yeah very
0: exciting. Well, that's impressive. Seriously. I mean, I I shot for 10 years and it got to Mm -hmm. a point where it wasn't that I disliked wedding photography Mm -hmm. um, and the work that I did per se, but I I was ready for something different, a different challenge. And I ended up starting um, two or three other brands. But yeah, the fact you kind of
1: have to do that. Well, yeah, you sometimes, have to sometimes, merge and change and flow and that, yeah. yeah, in that way, yeah.
0: But I say that all just to say that I'm, I have a lot of respect for the fact that you're in it eight years and and you still have this level of excitement for it, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of our listeners might have something to take from that. So again, for yeah. everybody listening in, make sure you go follow Alyssa. Um, You're definitely going to see her passion for photography and for love, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, If you go check out her photography, I have to ask, by the way, let's say, have you seen Love and Other Drugs?
1: Is it a... Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, the movie? Yes. Yes, um, I have. I actually just watched that recently again and... I
0: loved it. <laughs> Isn't it I, I bring that up because I, so I'm a bit of a sap myself. And, and uh, yes. recently I was wanting all the feels as well. So I was like, you know what? I'm oh, going to yeah. go. It had been a little while since I'd seen this movie. And, and I yeah. went and, and actually purchased it. I'd seen it a number of times before, but I actually bought mm-hmm. it. So I, I could go back and watch it again. Um it's but, a good
1: one like that. Yeah,
0: it is. It is kind of one of those. Yeah. So the, a movie recommendation for the day for everybody listening in, if you haven't seen it.
1: Love Another Drugs. And
0: yeah, you want you want those romantic feels, make sure you go check that out. It's um it's Aww. a pretty great movie. Uh, but I want to keep going too because we have so much to talk about. Yeah. Let's let's talk about yeah. free time. Time mm-hmm. is of essence. Really just that that would sum up really what this podcast is about. Being a business owner is about Ah, uh, you happen to live, by the way, in this gorgeous, gorgeous area of California. We were chatting about it before we started talking. I would want yeah. all the extra time to really like soak it in. It seems like it's just a stunning place.
1: It's out of control. I'm so in love with it. Yeah, I, it's it. I just have. I'm mean, I'm looking at trees as I'm looking out my bedroom slash office door window, and I just love like there's like streams just a five minutes away, and fifteen minutes away is the most beautiful river I've ever seen in my life, and it's. Yeah, I'm just, I'm absolutely in love with nature and I yeah need to have the time to experience that.
0: <laughs> well, you, you actually posted uh, at least one or two pictures recently on your Instagram stories from, yeah. I think it was your back porch. And I commented, yes. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it, it looked like something from a, uh, from a, like some movie, a fiction it, movie or something. It, it was yes. absolutely stunning. These really tall, are they evergreens in the back?
1: They're pine trees. Pine I trees, live in yeah. a pine forest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I say porch life is the best life. Absolutely, it's um, uh, we, me and my roommate have um, just been crafting it, and we have like a little wicker day bed out there, and like all of our plants, and it's just, it's just our our second living room. Like in the winter, our house feels much much smaller, but as soon as spring, summer, and fall exist, it's it's full porch time, and I'm so grateful for that. I can bring my computer out there and work on photos and yeah. I can, you know, I just did, I just set up a my white backdrop screen to do some really amazing studio shots with the natural light, with the sunset light. And it was coming through the plants. And it was I'm um, often when I do product photography, I'm like so bored with the, with the lights and I'm just like, Oh, like I should be honest. <laughs> but then with the natural light coming through and the shadows of the plants and the products, I was just, like my creativity and my excitement for it blew up and I was like, Oh my gosh, outdoor studio session. So I love the, what the porch can bring in that dynamic magic of, of nature and natural light. And you know, bringing that
0: excitement. Well, but, but all that to say, though, I mean, you have the opportunity to be able to spend the opportunity to be able to spend time. And I, I emphasize opportunity because a lot of photographers yeah. have the opportunity to do whatever it is they, they, they can do in their area, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's spending time with friends or family or going out enjoying scenery, going swimming, yeah. biking, um, you know, going for a walk downtown, whatever it might be. And yet, so many times we don't make great use of our time as, as business owners. I'm, I'm guilty mm-hmm. of it as well. Uh, and mm-hmm. so we can't capitalize on what it means to be an entrepreneur, which is is freedom, right? It's flexibility. We can yes. be our own boss and, and create our own Absolutely. time. So to that point, I'm curious, what what is something that you have done that's made a big impact on your ability to have more freedom, more flexibility as a business owner?
1: Yeah. I mean, I set specific work days throughout the week. I'm often a week, I work on the weekdays. I often take Sundays off to go be in nature and connect with my friends and my family and my partner and just kind of be out in nature as much as possible um I yeah I'll set certain work days on the weekdays and just kind of have a have a morning routine where I like to you know wake up and and really do whatever I can to take care of myself like you know I love you know different skincare routines and and different meditation apps. I love the app called Headspace. Yes. And it really, really brings me in. And I, I need that because I'm a little bit like my my brain can go into all the all the crazy places and I just need to like kind of hone myself down. And yeah, creating creating a schedule is key and telling my friends and family like, hey, I'm I'm working today. This is the time I'm doing it. And I'll even find myself working better at night than during the day sometimes. Um and so in the evenings I'll I'll have a whole a whole experience of, of getting editing done, getting emails done and, and yeah, just, just taking different times. So, and then also taking as many breaks as I can walking out in, in the trees and also, you know, going, going to the river for an hour, coming back and then getting more work done. I feel like really helps to, to take care of ourselves and to, to feel
0: yeah clear, yeah, head feel, really like, yeah. clear our a little bit. It's really important. Yeah.
1: Clear heads. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> and you
0: talked about working certain days So, what days yeah. of the week are your so-called work days?
1: It really depends on, you know, my week. It, that's the beauty of of working for ourselves is that it depends on, you know, what my schedule is, what days people want to do shoots with me, everything like that. So I'll just kind of plan, you know, days I'm not doing shoots. I mean, I'll be working in the morning or in the afternoon or the evening, but just kind of setting setting certain days I don't necessarily have a certain day planned but I will mark it on the calendar the week before being like all right editing day this kind of day and I'll I'll have that all kind of set and I feel like when I'm doing my photo shoots that doesn't even like feel like work because it's it's like going out somewhere beautiful and and I'm I'm just getting so high off the experience of working with my clients that I, I'm like, that's the best day yet. And I also love computer work as well because editing's fun. But um, yeah. <laughs> we won't <laughs> tell
0: anybody that that using yeah. the photographers edit that editing is fun. Oh, right. I
1: know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, well,
0: I'm kidding. Well, definitely
1: during wedding season, I'm always like, all right, I need to call Nathan. I need to get this. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> yeah, gets, in, in all seriousness,
0: I think it's actually, yeah. I think editing can be fun. And, and, and yeah. I don't really question that. Um, you know, the, yeah. at the end of the day, the question is, is, is editing or album design or email or whatever the thing is, is it taking up so much time that it's ultimately taking away from two things. One, our ability to be able to actually grow our business and then two, to to spend time with the important people in our lives and and certainly to enjoy the wonderful scenery around us. So those are things to consider. But um, I appreciate your perspective and I think it's, it's important. I mean, you mentioned working on certain days and I want to use that to, to maybe follow mm-hmm. a bit of a tangent here. But I think, and this is something yes. we have mentioned on the podcast before, you know, as, as professional photographers, there's certainly plenty to do, especially for sole proprietors, there are a lot of moving parts. But if we use our time wisely, if we use it intentionally, if we do make at least a bit of an effort to plan it out, um, the reality is that we don't have to be working all week long. So the notion yes. of having certain work days is very, very realistic. And I'm glad that you yes. highlight that.
1: Must take t- must take days off. I find that when I have a day or two that I'm truly just kind of being being with being with my home or being with myself or being with my friends, being with nature, that I am like giving back to myself so I can give back better to my business. So I find that is the most important thing for me actually in time and, and feeling good and, and being able to give.
0: I love, okay. you, I, I love how you, I love how you sum that up. So talking about time, I mean, it's a great segue then to get to, to this idea of outsourcing your delegation. We, we alluded to it a second ago, but is there anything in your business that you've experimented delegating or outsourcing somewhere else? And if so, what kind of benefit have you seen from it?
1: So far, I've mostly been doing everything myself Okay. to my editing and my foot, like my photography and everything like that. I have, of course we've c- talked about photographers at it quite a bit. Um, thinking about doing that and, and definitely huge on my mind, especially during <laughs> wedding season. Cause I'm, I'm just sitting at my computer for hours every day and my friends are doing fun stuff and I'm like, bye guys, like have fun. And I'm like, Oh, it'd be so good to have that time back. But I, and I found, you know, I'm, I'm working on a new website right now and it's perfect time right now to be doing that. Um, almost in the finishing touches, but having someone help me with that because I've done my own website and before, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit difficult sometimes to get exactly what you want, but
0: well, it's easy too to get to like, have blinders on, right? Like you think something absolutely. looks good and somebody comes oh to that goodness. site and they're like, "What in the they're heck like, were what you is thinking? going on? <laughs> I know
1: exactly. And I've had that with, with my own website. I'm, ex- I have right now and I, I love my images and everything like that, but I've, I've, you know, and I have a whole new name that I'm going to have for, it's just going to be Alyssa Keys.com Cause I feel like Alyssa keys photography is such a long word. It's my it's my email as well. So it's all going to shift and be a hello at AlyssaQues.com. But I'm very excited for that because I feel like it's going to step into that professionality. And then the person that's working on my website with me is going to make it look so beautiful. And I'm so excited because that, that kind of thing, you really do need to outsource and have help with those things. Finding people that are professionals at certain things, like making logos and making you know all these different pieces for your website. And and also if you find people locally in your community, it's you also get to support the local economy, which is always a win.
0: So yeah, I mean, like th- there are multiple benefits to delegation or outsourcing mm-hmm. time can be one of them. I mean, editing, a lot of times I think photographers would be like, well, I, I can edit myself. Why do I need to hand it to somebody else? That's more a time benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, something like a website can, can be a combination of a time benefit. And also having, like you said, somebody who has a professional, not only perspective, um, but ultimately experience. Uh, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to to layout and design. I mean, as much as we like to think that we're good at this stuff, it's not necessarily the case. And so having somebody's perspective about what not only looks good visually, but ultimately is conducive to converting clients when they land on the site, makes it easy to navigate and ultimately get them to to book is really mm-hmm. important. So I- I'd It's say, huge. Yeah, I'm glad that you highlighted that. I have to say though, that I mean, your website, I can only imagine how great your next website's gonna be because the current it's one gonna is- gonna
1: be so good. Really?
0: Okay. <laughs> The, yeah, the current I'm one excited. is beautiful. Aww. I mean, there's such a, a focus you. on on the visual, certainly with your imagery, and it's relatively easy to navigate as well. But yeah, I'm stoked to see what you come up with next.
1: Me too. <laughs> Thank you.
0: But let's, let's talk about inspiration. Um, mm-hmm. This is almost like a, a cliche word these days in our industry. We hear about oh, inspiration yeah. a lot. Um, and yet there is some significance to it. I'm curious how you find inspiration for your work and ultimately for your life outside of yeah. the photography industry. Cause it's, it's easy to get stuck, right? Just like scrolling through mm-hmm. photog- other photographers, oh my gosh. Instagram accounts.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. And I've been finding that, especially during this time of, you know, COVID-19 and social distancing, like that first month that we were just in our homes, I was, I was scrolling Instagram and looking at things and everyone's beautiful images. And I, and I feel that often that's place we can get stuck in. And I yeah. felt myself getting stuck in that. And also I feel like it was just not very good for my mental health to be staring at a screen as much as I was being sure. like, Oh, pretty photos, inspiration. And then, you know, I, t- I actually took it off my phone. I kept it on my iPad so I could message people, but having, you know, and then I wasn't able to, you know, have it with me when I was, you know, as, as easily available. And so I feel like I find, I found inspiration from nature. I always, yeah, of course, finding my inspiration in nature because I live where I do. It's just gorgeous everywhere. I find inspiration from the friends of my life. I have an amazing, eclectic, colorful, incredible group of friends that are just so full of life. And they inspire me so much um, because I just live around a bunch of artists who are creators and have amazing businesses. And I often take photos for their businesses. And it's, uh, it's just a very amazing synergistic relationship that inspires me all the time. I am inspired by like that kind of like vintage aesthetic. I love finding like vintage old books for like gardening books and old like photography vintage books on all kinds of fun stuff. And and just the way that people used to see things because everything now is so digital and so Instagrammable and it's so like this whole vision of that. And I find that I, yeah, I find inspiration from, you know, clothing too. I go, I go thrifting right now. It's so sad. All the thrift stores are closed because that's my, my number one favorite thing other than photography is going thrifting and estate sailing and finding treasures and clothing and, and style. It's so, so huge for inspiration for me. So yeah, I find that those, those aspects are huge to, to bring me excitement and, and it's really asked, like kind of comes in with my, with my images. So
0: yeah. Well, and you actually mentioned to me before we started recording that you get involved in helping some of your clients with their styling as well. So we'll talk yes. about that maybe a little bit in, um, later. But let me actually, let's jump from inspiration to education. So a favorite yes. business or self-help book that you've read or listened to Ooh. in the last few years, what comes to mind?
1: Absolutely. I mean, well, one of the most influential that I read three or four years ago was um, You're About Us and Making Money okay. by Jen Sinverro. C- I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, I love her. I listened to it on Audible as well as Reddit. And I've listened to it probably like three or four times now. I'm just like, whenever I'm like, you know, you're a badass at making money. You've got this. I'm like, listen to that book. And it brings me, yeah, it kind of brings me to this place. of like, oh no, I got this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, Jen, Jen and Sarah, we'll we'll list. Sincera, we'll link, yes. Yeah, we'll link to her book in the show notes. It's one that's come yes. up quite a bit, actually, on the podcast. Yeah. It's very, very popular. What did you What did you like about it? What was the? I mean, I, it sounds like it was an inspiration, certainly, kind of a, yeah. a kick in the butt, almost. But like, what What was the? What was one of the biggest takeaways from the book?
1: I mean, it's also just a lot about mindset, and I hmm. find that you know, it's a lot about you know believing in yourself, and and you know, there's a lot of self doubt that we'll get in and be like, oh, I can't be this because all these photographers are doing it so much better or I can't charge this because of this, this and this. And it's like, you know, tapping into like, oh no, this is what I'm worth. This is, this is what, you know, I'm giving a service that is amazing. And, and really like believing in that and being, and I found that that was something that kind of brought me back to that place and brought me into the place of like, like, no, you're a badass. And that's like, like an, just having those moments of like, look at yourself in the mirror and being like, oh no, like you got this. And I feel like as business owners, we can get, so you know, caught up in this other piece or something. So it's it's having belief in yourself um, and 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 who you are, and I feel like that in turn makes you you know make tons of money and feel good.
0: <laughs> well, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. And by the way, for anybody yeah. that's listening in, we actually have a, a compilation, if you will. Haley has put together a compilation oh, yeah. of the most recommended books on the podcast. So if you go to Boca B O K E H Bookshelf dot com, um, for those of you listening in, you can actually you can find your next book there because we Mm -hmm. we've actually collected a lot of recommendations from photographers over the last two or three years or so. And, um, they're they're the most popular ones are there on that site. So go check it out. They're organized, categorized. And, um, that might be your, the the place to find your next book. Uh, let's, let's actually, I have
1: one more that I'm reading right now. I'm not quite done with it, but it's called when the secret, the scientific secrets of perfect timing. And the author is Daniel H pink. And it's, a lot about um, the timing like that the, what i was talking about with taking breaks in your work day it's yeah. talking about the 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 feeling of like when you wake early like what your brain is doing it's talking about all of that and i'm not much of a morning person but i am um, a i am working on it right now <laughs> I'm doing my best to go to bed early okay. wake up early and have a practice so with this book i'm learning a lot about our brains and, you know, the best times for your work day and uh, to be the most efficient self. So I highly recommend this one. It is blowing my mind and I love it. So, um, add that in the show notes as well.
0: <laughs> I, absolutely. It's called, you said it's called yes. when?
1: Yes. When the scientific secrets of perfect timing.
0: Got it. Yeah. By Daniel po- H pink. Yeah. I see it right here. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to it's add amazing. that to my list too. I,
1: I really love it. Not quite done yet, but everything that's happening, with it
0: is great. (laughs) That's really awesome. Okay. Yeah. We'll definitely put that in the show notes as well. Um, I I know, you know, the, the whole, am I a morning person am I a night person thing is an interesting conversation, but there, there is something to be said to some type of consistency, if nothing else. And so learning what works for you and then following through on that consistently is really important too. So that, that sounds like a really compelling book. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate yes. the recommendations. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. And course. let's go ahead and just kind of transition to really our mm-hmm. main focus today, which is talking about yes. creating a comfortable client experience. Now, um, to some, this may seem like, uh, well, of course, I want to make my clients comfortable, uh, and it might be, it might feel obvious. But I think in many cases, it's easy for us as photographers to get a little bit complacent and forget that the person on the other side of that camera, um, there. First of all, the idea of being in front of a camera is not. The norm for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have to remember that the environment that we create for them, aside from just the fact that the camera's in their face, how we make them feel through conversation, um, through managing expectations, through the schedule that we set up. I mean, there, there's so many different elements, so many different ways that we can help them feel better about this experience that we're creating for them and ultimately be more comfortable. And as a result, of course, exude that comfort. Um, Through the images, which again, yours do so well. So, on that note, I I want to kind of tap into how you help your clients feel this way. Um, Mm -hmm. Is this, first of all, is this always been a natural thing for you? Like, are are you, because you give off this very comfortable vibe, um, Mm -hmm. is that always been your personality or is this something you've developed over time?
1: I mean, it's, I feel like it's always something you develop over time because when we're young, we're, you know, we're not so sure of ourselves. And I still feel like I'm, still figuring myself out i'm 27 and definitely feel this this place of coming into myself more and and finding that comfort um but i've always found comfort in lifting other people up mm. and found comfort in you know letting having people be seen and that's kind of how i got into photography was wanting to you know capture my friends in their beauty and be like you guys are awesome like, i want to photograph you and so I, it's definitely a journey and I do struggle with like anxiety and like, ho- like having those moments of like, what am I doing? And like, cause, so there's an uncomfortability in myself, which I feel like helps me relate to my clients and create a comfortable experience because I know what anxiety feels like, feels like, and I know what nervousness feels like. And I know that mostly nobody actually feels that comfortable in front of the camera and you're, it's even, even models. It's like, it takes a moment for us to like get in synchronicity with that. And yeah. um, Yeah.
0: Oh I I mean I, I know even after being in the industry for now almost twenty years, I'm I'm still mm-hmm. not comfortable being in front of the camera. And I know yeah, I, I I know the tricks, right? I could see yeah. the photographer doing their thing on the other side of the camera mm-hmm. trying to but it, it doesn't really matter in the end. I I'm still uncomfortable for whatever the reason. And so Absolutely. we do that that level of empathy to begin with is is mm-hmm. so so important. Hitch. Um and we could almost just end the, the show on that note because it would be a, a an important enough reminder for everybody listening in. And, and again, it's one of those things where it's easy to say, right? Um, but do we actually actively practice it? Do we put ourselves in the shoes of our client to feel their feelings, to understand how that might feel to be on the other side of the camera? Uh, and, and I want to pose that question on a very serious note for all of our listeners, because if you're not taking the time to... To exhibit that kind of empathy, um, then you're short selling your client, the, the experience that Absolutely. your client has with you. Uh, so I, I think that's a really great reminder. But how would you describe the word comfort? Like what, what is that? I mean, if you're like, take a few words to just paint this picture of what mm-hmm. comfort means to you, what does that sound like to you?
1: It's just a soft, sweet, calm place inside of the moment. It's ease and confidence where you are, And I feel, yeah, I feel like it's like a soft, sweet place inside of ourselves.
0: And yeah, maybe I don't know. Well, and 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 that 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 sounds very much like you. And it sounds like this vibe that you're trying to create. But something else that you mentioned to me prior to our interview today was the word trust. How does how does trust?
1: That's a big word. Yeah. yeah. Well, how (laughs) how does
0: that tie into this notion of of comfort?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's huge. You must. It's yeah. I feel like connecting with our clients is a level of trust that they give us to take amazing photos of them. They really want us to, you know, they want these amazing images, these amazing moments, and um, you have to kind of create those expectations. Like we hear that that a lot in our photography classes and things like that is to create expectations for your clients so they know what to expect and, you know, that under-promise, over-deliver kind of thing as well, but also to over-deliver on who you are and to make them feel that you are there for them and that you understand what they're going through being in front of the camera and you understand what they're going through maybe in their life. And you can like really tap in with them and be like, Hey, like talk with them before your session and be like, okay, what's, what's going on for you? What are you inspired by? What, you know, tell me about yourself. Like, what do you, what, and like if you're photographing a couple being, you know, asking them their love story from start to finish, like really getting to know them and like creating that trust. They feel like they're just, being in front of one of their friends and being in you know just it doesn't feel like some stranger that showed up with a camera and is like you know telling them to to move in certain ways and catch the light in certain ways you're you're engaging with them and having a playful interaction that feels super fun and inviting for them so they don't even have to think about like oh where are my hands what am i doing with my body it's like it doesn't matter like what it's it's the energy that comes off of them and like it comes through in the photos and it's bright and beautiful and it can also be Emotional and and soft, and it can it could be all of it, but it's it's what's real and it's what's coming through. So,
0: well, you know, trust. I mean, there there are a couple of elements of trust that trust. that come to yes. mind. First of all, if we're the, the client, as you pointed out, is trusting us to capture beautiful photographs of them. But the mm-hmm. the thing I think that in many cases is missed. I mean, I've certainly been guilty of this of not yeah. necessarily. Like wholeheartedly throwing myself into creating a comfortable environment in order for them to trust me on a, on a personal level. They may be trusting me on a professional level, but it's yes. when they begin to trust me on a personal level that they're able to relax and unwind and let themselves go so that they get the kind of images or you're able to capture the kind of images that really actually reflect their personality or their relationship. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I'm, I know I've said it multiple times over, but <laughs> I see this in your imagery and, and it speaks quite significantly to the effort that you've put into that. And again, I, th- and I think mm-hmm. that's a really, really good reminder for all of our listeners, but I want to get into the practical side of this, how you yes. like what it actually looks like, how you go about creating this environment. And before we started recording, you and I were talking about kind of four big ideas um, mm-hmm. when it comes to you creating this comfortable environment for your clients. And the first thing that you talked mm-hmm. about was music. What, mm-hmm. How do you use music to create a more comfortable environment for your clients so they can ultimately trust you more?
1: So I have my my hold fast, and I have a speaker that I have that kind of attaches to it as a carabiner. And I I always ask my clients before our session, um, what kind of music do you like? Like, what music do you feel like when you listen to it? You feel your best. I ask them to send me a couple artists, or I tell them to send me a playlist that they love. Or if they're like, I don't know, I'm like, okay, I've got so many. Um, I love creating playlists and music, and it's it's definitely one of my the ways that i connect with people and with myself um and so having music available kind of also keeps that mind like at bay because i feel like in our in our uncomfortability we're like okay what am i doing with my body and all that it's like having music i'm like okay dance just a little bit let's let's like just like be weird for a moment and kind (laughs) of yeah just kind of embrace who you are and you know i'm and that's one thing that i'll do Just kind of be like, you know, I'll dance all crazy behind the camera, and and they'll be like laughing and being like, "She's ridiculous." And so it's it's kind of creating creating a fun environment um, and creating and it's also creating the emotion behind it. Like I have a a whole list of of cheesy love songs that I'll play with my with my couples sessions, and a certain song will come on, and it's romantic and beautiful and intimate. And then another song comes on, and it's super fun and livening, and they're like, "Woo!" It's it's a it's just creating an element of of like a vibe that, that makes people feel comfortable. It's like music really helps people get out of their head and into their body. So,
0: well, and, yeah. and I mean, if we're, I think if we're honest too, it kind of fills some of that silence that can also be a bit Absolutely. awkward sometimes. I mean, I, th- oh I think goodness. it's on us as photographers to fill that science silence, just been proactive communication, encouragement, Absolutely. compliments, yes. and and certainly from a genuine place, but it is nice just to have some, some background music to set the vibe to set the tone and if it's music that they are familiar with even better um yeah i I totally get that i mean that that really in fact Mm -hmm. i can think back to i may have mentioned this before in the podcast but i I did a maternity Mm -hmm. session with one of my wedding clients years and years ago and she reached out to me at one point she's like hey look i want to do a a nude maternity session and here's some of these ideas and so went to her house and and her husband was there and we we ultimately set the tone with music, you know, because it'd be one thing to photograph, um, to, to do a nude session with people that, I mean, I've, I know well enough because I've, I've done, yeah, I photographed their wedding, uh, been there mm-hmm. one of the most important days of their lives, but absolutely, you're, you're, you're taking things to the next level in the context of a nude session and, and to have music just to kind of ease, to, to set the tone and ultimately take the edge off a little bit um was really really nice it was music that they were comfortable with i mean ultimately the session turned out brilliantly it was just really beautiful stuff and and she was very easy to photograph and husband was very helpful in fact at one point i think i have told this story on the podcast before but at one point she wanted this um she wanted this look of like kind of cheesecloth dra- draped over her mm-hmm. uh over her body and flowing backward and and so I didn't have a studio. I mean, I, I never did shoot in a studio. We were trying to create a studio setup in her house. So I brought a backdrop of sorts, like a, a black backdrop. And her husband actually got out, and it's so funny, but he got out the <laughs> the gas leaf blower and kind of ducked underneath the island in the kitchen and turned this baby on and was just like blowing wind her direction, trying to create this flowy look. While wow,
1: she's she's standing
0: in front of this backdrop, it was it was a hilarious scene, and of course, just that's amazing. Set an even I, more comfortable vibe.
1: Yeah, I feel like I wish I had like a an image of that happening from, <laughs> from the back, just to see. That's where that's where behind the scenes images are like this is how this shot was created, and that's like the ultimate like husband, husband coming through. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. I,
0: love I know that. this was, this was back yeah. before like Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And so, yeah. you know, at these days we would somehow trying to get, you know, get a picture of the, the behind the scenes, but it's um, such a fun thing, but ultimately the music really did help set the vibe in a, in an environment that could have been uncomfortable. Um, even if I'm doing every everything I can to help them feel comfortable in front of the camera and, and ongoing communication, the music really does make a difference. So, I, you know, I yeah. mean, this is something that's become relatively popular over the last number of years. Is there a particular kind of spin that you've put on it that, that is more yours? Is it just like very particular playlists? Are you using a particular speaker yeah. setup? Like what's your I mean, an, your I, I, I,
1: can, uh, I can send you the speaker that I use on the show on that you can put on the show notes. Okay, um, cool. I forget the type it is, but it, it was... I bought it on Amazon and it's, it's uh, shockproof and waterproof. So awesome. but it's been multiple times. Cause often I'm being a total freak behind the camera and like dancing around and it'll like fall off, and
0: <laughs> pick it right back
1: up and, and put it on. So it's really great for that. And it, and it goes really loud to be, cause you're out in nature, you'll hear like the river rushing and, you know, and all the places I go, there's often, um, you know, nature's being loud behind me. So got to have that bump in music. Um, so that that's definitely really helpful. And I just also just, you know having having fun with it and interacting with the music I feel that I interact with it and interact with them and I'm like you know telling them to like sing to each other if they know the song and you know it's that kind of kind of place so I feel like it's it's the most important thing for me when it comes to photography it's one of the most important things but I find that music is the thing that kind of sets the tone for what we're doing and what we're creating and creates the creativity and creates the, the moment so well and then and the comfortability. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. And music can can do that almost on its own. But we've alluded mm-hmm. to this already. The second way that you mentioned that you really kind of bring it to these sessions for your clients and help them feel comfortable is with enthusiasm. Now, I mean I've sensed mm-hmm. I've sensed this even just in the tone of your voice as, as we're having this conversation. Our listeners can probably hear it as well. <laughs> they can certainly yeah. see it through your your photography. This may seem overly simplistic, maybe to some, the idea that we should be excited mm-hmm. about or for our clients. But I think the yeah. big caveat here is a lot of times that so-called excitement is fake. Like we're, we're kind of putting on a show and yeah. whether the clients are conscious of that or not, it, it just doesn't create the same vibe as when you go into a session and you genuinely want to help them. You genuinely want yeah. to connect with them. Um, you genuinely mean the compliments that you're feeding them as you're taking the, the photograph that yeah. really makes all the difference in the world. Can you, can you expound on how you've cre- used this enthusiasm to, to create more comfortability for your clients?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I was like born with this sense of, of excitement. They, there was a, I have this kind of joke and, and true story of like, like in elementary school, like these girls called me too excited girl. And I was like, they like, <laughs> let me play this game with them. And cause I okay. was like too excited. And yeah. so, I kind of utilize that in my life to be like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely like hyperactive and excited, but it's like this true essence. But I feel like in, you know, to pertain to like in, in all of our photography businesses, it's like, you know, you go in, you get to know your clients before. Like I always do a phone call before or more just to like really get to know like exactly what my clients want and to know, you know, this existence of like okay what what are you guys excited like knowing what they're excited about and feel like they're my friend going into it and feel that we are creating a connection together and we're like so stoked on it together so that they trust me they're like okay she's she's on it let's do this like we're we're whatever you whatever we do is gonna be awesome so creating that kind of trust and excitement and also like within the photo shoot I'm I mean I just can't I can't like I can't stop. I'm just like, yeah.
0: Like full, <laughs> full. Like I'm
1: screaming in excitement. Like, yeah. oh yeah. I'm just. I'm a very ecstatic person in general, especially when it comes to photography, because it's definitely where I feel like my happiest and my, you know, it, it's that's where I feel the most purpose in my life is is capturing humans in their in their epicness. So, um, so yeah, finding when you come into your sessions, like really. Really checking in with with exactly what their vision is, and if it's a couple or their wedding day, like oh my god, the most exciting day ever! You're so like honored to be their photographer. You're so excited about each and every moment because it's you just have to step into their shoes and feel what it would feel like to be, you know, be photographed and be like, you are awesome, you're amazing, and because they are, everybody has their own special, unique magic to them, and so you kind of gotta you know, find out what that is and lift that up. And you're, it's, it's the, it's the beauty of being seen. And it's really hard for a lot of people to be seen and to be photographed. And a lot of people on their wedding day or photos, they're like, well, we have to do this because it's what everybody does. Like some people that don't really like getting their photo taken, you have to make it so fun and so inviting and for them to trust you and be like, oh, like I forgot we were even taking photos. Like, wait, what is this? And so it's also just a you know, creating an, a, a dynamic experience that feels really fun.
0: Well, and you and I were actually talking about this earlier, but the, the yeah. tendency in our in our photography industry to very quickly jump to, I'm an introvert
1: mm-hmm. or, oh, yeah.
0: you know, I'm an introvert, extrovert. And that kind of being the excuse or the cop-out for not being more excited i mean i 'm not suggesting, yeah. and I know you aren 't either that that everybody has to be too excited, girl right Definitely like not. we all no, di- we exactly. all have different tendencies, and that 's fine, but I think a certain level of enthusiasm is is really what should be the, the main takeaway here and yeah. it doesn't hurt to make a little bit of extra effort to to exude that enthusiasm because how that translates it, you got to think about for whatever reason this analogy always comes to mind for me but i think about uh, in fact i just recently got a puppy and the sheer oh, yeah the, the sheer enthusiasm that you can that you experience from a dog when you come home after they haven't seen you for a little while or for that matter after they haven't seen you for like five minutes
1: Exactly. There's that, nothing
0: like it. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, right? It, that makes us <laughs> yeah. pretty much all feel good. And if there's somebody that doesn't feel good after they experience that, then that's a whole different conversation. But, um, yeah. I say that to say that it's, it's a common thing for human beings, for 99% of human beings to feel better when somebody is excited about them, excited for mm-hmm. them and that it's genuine. And so Absolutely. even if that isn't your tendency or your so-called personality, stepping outside your comfort zone a little bit and, and showing a little bit of extra excitement for that person, mm-hmm. genuinely meaning the compliments that you're feeding them when you're photographing them. These kinds of small efforts can translate significantly, drastically even to Huge. Yeah. not only experience for the client, but the final photograph as well.
1: Exactly. I'll even show up and I'll be having a terrible day or something and just like not feeling stoked at all and and, but I have to show up and be you know it takes a moment of me breathing and just kind of being like okay like this person is hiring you to capture them in all of their exactly who they are and whatever it is like a a wedding a couple shoot or a branding shoot it's like you know I just kind of like like kind of tap into the childlike energy and be see the beauty and see the creativity and that's also where like inspiration's found and creativity because you're you know, challenging yourself to, to try something new and different and to, you know, and also finding that place of genuine authenticity, because if it's very easy to see if you're, if you're faking excitement, it's kind of awkward for everyone. So, you know, tapping and just like getting to know your clients better. So you can truly be like, these are my friends. Like these people are awesome and working with them into, you know, creating that amazing imagery.
0: Yeah. It doesn't hurt yeah. to let, let some energy through and show and yes. shine and
1: get you know. loud and excited and weird. Yeah, <laughs> just be the big, weirder, the better.
0: <laughs> yes. Even for, and, yeah. and I'll be the first person to raise my hand. I'm, I'm not the first person to be like jumping up and down dancing crazy. Yeah. Um, but, but it's also what's hilarious about that. And this is where I always, mm-hmm. I always harp on, you know, that not giving too much significance to personality types or to exactly. calling ourselves introvert experts, because there's, there's psychology behind that. And I psychology, in many, if not most cases, we can point to where it comes from. There's a reason why I, for example, feel uncomfortable dancing like a crazy person in front of somebody um and understanding where that comes from can help Mm -hmm. me relax in front of the client, which then translates to helping them feel more comfortable. And so I I actually want to, I was going to save this for last, but I want to jump to this Mm because it it makes sense in our conversation right now. Yeah. Um, You talked to me ahead of time about the importance of feeling comfortable with ourselves for the sake Mm -hmm. of our client feeling comfortable. What does that mean?
1: I think that it's a huge thing for us to feel comfortable with ourselves while we're meeting with our clients and it doesn't, we don't necessarily need to be the most excited person jumping around. It's like, you can be yourself and be softer and being, you know, a little more introverted. And a lot of clients would rather that than maybe me and my excitement and, and ridiculousness. And I will definitely turn, turn my excitement down and and listen to understand who the person is that I'm capturing. And I think also being comfortable in ourselves, like getting to know ourselves, having meditation having, you know, having self-work, doing what we can to, to better ourselves, like journaling, like writing down what you're grateful for every day, like really like tapping in with yourself every day and being like, okay, who am I? Like, what am I doing on this planet? I mean, I'm a photographer. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm this, this, and this in our lives. I think really getting comfortable with who you are. Um, For me, this took like, I've danced so much in my life, like I'm, I'm really into music and dancing. And I dance a lot less than I used to. But I used to just dance like every day for hours and just be like, and it would help me forget everything else. So finding a practice, finding something that you can do outside of photography, that, you know, gets you moving gets you in yourself, something like that really helps because then you're You come to your sessions and you're like, okay, like I'm I'm comfortable as a photographer. I'm comfortable as a person. It's easier said than done. It's a freaking life process. We will never be done feeling comfortable (laughs) with ourselves. Ever, never, never, never. But I mean it's it's riding the waves and, you know, showing up vulnerable, showing up being like, hey, today I'm feeling a little weird. Maybe not telling your clients that, but you know, telling yourself that and being being like, okay, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make this better. I'm gonna think about how awesome they are and and work through that and, you know, show up and, and create a comfortable environment for them to thrive and for them to really show who they are.
0: Well, I think, you know, if, if we are okay with ourselves, um, Mm -hmm. it allows us to relax. And if we're able to relax, that means that we are in a much, much better person position to help somebody else be at ease in front of the camera. Um, Absolutely. and, and certainly, I mean, a lot of the so-called introversion that we hear talked about in the photography industry is, is really just a mask or a, a different label for insecurity. And so mm-hmm. if, if we are insecure with some, and by the way, that's, I mean, I, I have my own insecurities, so this is certainly not a, a, a dig by any means. Um, but the reason I continue to emphasize this is because if we're willing to acknowledge that that's actually what that is and that we're able to step beyond those insecurities and that uncomfort, what's on the other side of that is the ability to create a much better experience for our client, because we're going to be more comfortable with ourselves. We're able to create a more comfortable experience for our clients. And Mm -hmm. um, that's, I just, yeah, it's massive. It's massive. And I know we could probably spend a lot more time talking about it, but (laughs) I I want to jump to, I want to, it is very deep actually. Um, (laughs) But I do want to jump to one other point um, that you had mentioned Mm -hmm. to me before we started recording, which is prompts. And this is something that you said that you use during your sessions and I'm sure it helps clients feel a little bit at ease if you have a list of suggestions for them. Like, you know, a lot of times yes. I think photographers probably have their their subject or subjects on the other side of the camera and they're just kind of snap, snap, snapping away, kind of forgetting to actually give them some kind of guidance.
1: Direction. Yes. Yeah.
0: So how do you <laughs> so use like, these Okay, prompts? what do I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We have to remember that's what it feels like. So how are you using these prompts? What does that look like?
1: Um, yeah, it's for me, it's the creating the comfortability is also all about movement in our mind and in our bodies. And so it's, it's creating like, I love, love, love the, the app unscripted. Okay. And often if I'm feeling like I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, how am I going to do the shoot? I'll just look at, you know, what kind of shoot I'm doing on the app. And there's a whole bunch of prompts for you to look at and to, to dive into and certain things that you can say. And so for me, I'm, you know, telling them to think of certain things. I'm telling them to run around and like, I'll tell them to, you know, also understanding who your client is and what they're willing to do. But you keep them moving as much as you can, keeping them hmm. out of that that mind shatter that's like, okay, what do I do with my body? Okay, what do I do with my hands? You're like, oh, bring your... And not telling them, like, put your left hand over here. I'm like, I want you to bring this hand and just raise it up. I often tell people if I'm doing especially when doing headshots or portraits or you know if I'm capturing a couple together I tell them to take a big deep breath and they take like a little one and I'm like no bigger (laughs) one take a big deep breath relax your shoulders and they feel they're like oh it's like my favorite photo shoot tool ever is tell them to take a breath and then they're like oh thank you I needed that because we're often (laughs) like our bodies are all tensed up we're like oh my god they're taking photos this is so awkward and weird but you know calming down like letting letting people know what to do with their bodies and and prompts like telling people like you know telling them to like rub each other's noses together or like you know I want you to whisper in her ear like the thing you're gonna make her for breakfast tomorrow morning in a in a crazy accent and so it's like getting their mind out of like oh what are we doing right now? what are, are we like sitting on this like rock in the middle of beautiful places but like it's kind of weird but it's also awesome so it's a uh, it's just getting people out of their minds and into their experience. And when you're doing one-on-one client, like portrait work, it's like telling people, you know, think about like, I'll tell people before the shoot, like, okay, I want you to really visualize like what your business is about to look like after this photo shoot, like Mm. photos for people's businesses are so huge for them to, you know, reinvent what their business is or keep their business as epic as it is, but just to bring that fresh energy. So I'm like, okay, these are, this is a big deal right now. Like you're about to create imagery for your business. And so it's like getting people ready and same with couple photos. I'm like, I want you guys to like, first thing I'll have them do is to look at each other and I'll be like with my telephoto lens kind of far away. So I'm not really that close at first. And I'll have them both say the three to five things that they think are most beautiful about each other or the things that makes them fall in love with each other every day, that kind of thing. So it's like, brings them into why they're here. Like, why are you here in this moment? And why is there someone taking photos of me? So it's, it's getting people prompt and ready for what's happening and keeping them in movement.
0: It, it seems like, yeah, I, I love the, the recommendation to keep them moving. Um, it actually reminds yeah. me of something that Tony Robbins talks about quite a bit, the significance Yay. of movement and, and how that helps mood and ultimately yes. the way that you think and, and feel. Um, but it seems as though the the biggest takeaway from this idea of prompts is really just the significance of keeping them engaged through mm-hmm. movement, because it helps minimize that, as you say, that, that brain chatter, that mind chatter. And, um, what talk to me a little bit though, about the specificity of instruction, because I know that as photographers, it's easy to forget that when we give them a certain word or a certain phrase, um, that we just kind of assume that they know the direction they're supposed to shift or the angle that yeah. they're supposed to put their body in. So how do you yes. make sure that you're giving them specific enough instructions, um, so that they can understand them easy enough?
1: Yes. I mean, I think like also, like I'll say, turn your, your head left or turn it towards the sun or turn it towards the, you know, this tree over here and yeah. just kind of having instead of giving,
0: you can't just be you like, Hey, also hey want turn that them... way or yes, over there, exactly. <laughs> like giving over them where? direction. Yeah. Yes,
1: Exactly. <laughs> So, so kind of like making sure you give them direction and also know, like never criticize them, never be like, no, you're not doing that right. Or something like that. Cause often sometimes in our head, we're like frustrated with the light or something, or maybe they're not moving in the right way we want. And you have to just be really positive about how they're moving. Like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. It would be amazing if you moved yourself this way a little bit more. Oh, that's amazing. Like kind of being in that, you know, giving positive criticism in a way being like, oh, like this is awesome, but let's move this way. And so keeping them encouraged, because if you say too many things like, oh, like, ah, that's not good. Okay, let's try this. It's like being, don't, don't be in your process too much out loud. Because even if like, you know, we've been at so many shoots where the lighting's terrible and things are just not going quite the way you want them to, but still keeping the energy high and keeping people feeling like they're doing a good job, even if it's not quite the moment for that amazing photo, it's like, guiding them being like, Hey, turn yourself this way. And then, Oh, let's actually like, I'll do, I'll bring us to like a whole crazy place, like up this mountain or something and be like, okay, this spot is amazing. And then I'll take some photos and be like, Oh, this actually sucks a lot. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's move down the way to this bush over here. Yeah. I think this is. And so it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, this is, that was great. We got the shot. We might not have, who knows? Okay, let's move over here. And so it's like moving with it and keeping the energy moving and not like sticking with something that might not be amazing, and and just experimenting because that's also what we're doing as photographers. People hire us to be creative and innovative and create images that are unlike anyone else. And so, yeah, that's that's an important part of you know directing people in a positive way.
0: But you mentioned the the significance of energy again, and and keeping mm-hmm. that upbeat uh, vibe throughout, yeah. even if you do have to change things. And I love the oh, emphasis yeah. on the positive too. Instead of saying ah, oh, that doesn't really look good. Let's, let's actually do something yeah. else you could say.
1: Nobody wants to hear that. No,
0: so find, <laughs> yeah. and, and I always go back to the significance of uh, genuineness, right? So find mm-hmm. something about that pose that you know isn't gonna work, that you still yes. like, comment on yeah. it. Hey, you know what? I really love the light from this angle. But yes. I, let's actually step back this way a little bit because I think mm-hmm. this scenery is going to look even better from this angle here. This angle, yes. Yeah, yeah. It could just be something as simple as that. Or if you're commenting on, on the pose, y'all look incredible together right here. But I think you know what we can we can take this to the next level if we just take a step this direction a little bit and you put his, your hand here, it's going to look absolutely stunning. Instead yes. of that you don't look very good right there, but let's actually go over yeah, here. I want to
1: see that. We want to take it to the next level always. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well,
0: this has been a, this has been a fun conversation, Alyssa. I really appreciate you been. making time to hang out with us here at the book of podcasts. Oh thank you so much. Will you just remind our listeners one more time where they can find you online and follow what you're doing?
1: Absolutely. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Alyssa keys photo and my website is Alyssa And yeah, I'm just so excited to be able to have this conversation today. It was amazing in every way. And I feel, I feel great about it.
0: <laughs> well, it, it really has been a privilege and I appreciate yes. your insight. And ultimately I really appreciate your energy there. Are, um, Thank it's, you. it's, I mean, the fact that you're speaking to the significance of bringing this energy and then doing it yourself. It's you, you actually practice what you preach, I guess is the best way to sum it up. And And I think that's really, really great. So don't change that. We all need more of that. (laughs) Um, We'll make sure to link to your website and Instagram in Uh the show notes at BocaPodcast.com. For everybody listening in, make sure you go check that out. Make sure you take advantage of the show notes as well, listeners, um, because it is a wealth of information. Haley's putting together resources from our conversation, links to books, uh, to websites, uh, products, et cetera. And then of course, also the talking points from the conversation. So take advantage of those BocaPodcast.com. Thanks once again, Alyssa, for doing this with us today.
1: Thank you so much. It was such an honor to be here.
0: Thanks so much, photographers, for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought of the show by leaving a review of the podcast in the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is Nathan at BocaPodcast.com. We do try to bring this show to you commercial-free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, PhotographersEdit.com and Milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. Photographers Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing.